Trading at Schwab is now powered by Ameritrade, bringing you an expanding library of education with even more ways to sharpen your trading skills. Access new online courses, insightful webcasts, articles, engaging videos, and more, all curated just for traders. Plus, guided learning paths with content designed to fit your unique interests. No sifting to find exactly what you need so you can spend your time learning to trade brilliantly. Learn more at schwab.com slash trading. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. another record close for the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 Index. Folks from Unilever ringing that closing bell, stocks gaining for a fifth day to extend records as speculation grew for looser global monetary policies, while a better-than-forecast profit report from J.P. Morgan Chase boosted optimism for bank earnings. S&P 500 index advancing 11 to 2163. That is a gain of five tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite Index up 28 points, a gain there of six tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials rallying 132 points to close at 18,000. 504 on the Dow. That was a gain of seven tenths of one percent. Tenure down 17.30 seconds. The yield there 1.53 percent. And gold down 9.40 the ounce to 13.34, a drop of seven tenths of one percent. J.P. Morgan Chase, the biggest American bank by assets, said second quarter profit fell 1.4 percent, beating analyst estimates as fixed income trading revenue and loan growth jumped. J.P. Morgan Chase up today by one and a half percent. Fred Cannon is with Keith. Brayton Woods, and right here on Taking Stock, he talked about trading revenue at J.P. Morgan Chase. Well, one of the things that Brexit did was it increased volatility near the end of the quarter, and so we saw trading pick up. It had already been a bit better in the first quarter, or quite a bit better, actually, in the first quarter, and then we got a little surge there at the end that got us the nice um, nice beat on trading. And again, J.P. Morgan Chase up 1.5%. Citigroup Wells Fargo report tomorrow. Germany's buyer raising its offer for Monsanto in a bid that values shares of the U.S. company at 546 Seven billion dollars. Monsanto up today by 3.1 percent. Crude oil up one and a half percent, 45.68 a barrel for West Texas Intermediate. So again, recapping records on the S&P 500 index and the Dow Industrials. S&P up 11, a gain there of five tenths of one percent. It is 4:02 on Wall Street. Now let's take a look at some of the other stories making news. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Donald Trump is closing in on his running mate selection, with reports pointing to Indiana Governor Mike Pence. One Republican close to Pence says the campaign's preparing to announce him as the VP candidate, but a last-minute change of heart by Mr. Trump is still possible. Spokesman Jason Miller says Trump hasn't made his decision yet, and the campaign's planning an announcement in New York City Friday morning. Meantime, the Indianapolis Star reports Pence has dropped his re-election election bid for governor.
Hillary Clinton attended a weekly luncheon with Senate Democrats on Capitol Hill and briefed them on her campaign. Mrs. Clinton was joined by some former colleagues as well as potential vice presidential choices, including Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, Sherrod Brown of Ohio, and Tim Kaine of Virginia, who appeared with Mrs. Clinton today in Arlington. Secretary of State John Kerry's marking the first anniversary of the Iran nuclear deal. He says it's defied detractors and improved global security, but he says there's still work to be done. There are continuing issues. Nobody pretends that some of the challenges we have with Iran have somehow been wiped away. At the British Open, Phil Mickelson has become the 26th player in major championship history to shoot a 63. That's a course record. Westchester County officials are weighing a proposal to fill in the public pool at Playland Park. County Executive Rob Astorino says the $2.6 million project would avoid a costly plan to fix it. Officials say about 25,000 people visit the pool each season. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, uh, move higher today for stocks. S&P 500 index at 2163. That is a record up 11 points, a gain of five tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials up 134 points, a gain of seven tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called movers and shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg taking stock, movers and shakers. With Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Movers and shakers for Thursday, July the 14th, Bastille Day, 2016. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commerce, joins me now to begin our movers and shakers. Dave. We had five companies in the S&P 500 report earnings today. We talked about J.P. Morgan Chase already and their numbers, which were well received. But uh, the biggest gain uh, among those five companies in terms of the share price, that would be Delta Airlines. The carrier's second quarter earnings exceeded analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey. And beyond that, Delta said it's cutting flights between the U.S. and the U.K. because of a Brexit-driven drop in the British pound. And reducing capacity does have a way of leading to increased fares. It's that old supply-demand equation at work. Delta shares up 3.6% in today's trading and other U.S. airlines that fly that route. Well, they rose even more. American with a gain of 4.2% and United Continental up 4.3%. I'm going to tell you about the shares of uh, MetLife. Uh, Many of the insurers moving higher today. MetLife up more than 4.5%. It's been outperforming its insurance peers in uh, active uh, trading. And the call volume, particularly for uh, MetLife, has been above normal and has been indicating a bullish trend. Once again, shares of MetLife up more than 4.5%. Well, we should note that we had an initial public offering start trading today, and that would be Line Corporation. It's a Japanese mobile messaging service. They did a $1.3 billion initial public offering earlier this week, mostly in the U.S., and the shares began trading here today in the form of American depository receipts. We're talking about the biggest IPO for a technology company this year, 
and one that was well received, as it turns out, uh, the stock with a gain of almost 27% in its first day of trading. Devon Energy, the shares down today by about 1.5%. Devon Energy has agreed to sell its 50% stake in Canada's access pipeline to the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board-backed Wolf Midstream. Price tag $1.1 billion, uh, according to Devon's chief executive officer, Dave Hager. He says that this is a highly accretive sale and that Devon's divestiture program is now complete with proceeds totaling $3.2 billion. Nevertheless, shares of Devon Energy down 1.5% today. Well, since you're talking pipelines, we should talk about the day's biggest gain in the S&P 500. It belongs to the pipeline owner, Williams, which you may remember was a takeover target until a few weeks ago uh, when Energy transfer equity scrapped its bid. Well, Williams attracted at least seven bidders for its Canadian unit, and that's according to Reuters, citing unnamed people familiar with the situation. They said the unit may fetch as much as $2 billion. And Williams shares, they said, biggest gain on the day in the S&P 500 of 6.2%. Let me tell you about the shares of Omnicom, the advertising and media group. Omnicom down more than 2% today. They reported second quarter earnings that exceeded analyst estimates. But revenues, they fell short of analyst estimates despite growth in Europe and Asia. Once again, the shares of Omnicom down about 2%. Well, we should mention Monsanto. Uh, we're talking takeover here. Buyers have been trying to buy them. They raised their offer by $3 a share to $125. Monsanto's looking at its options, though. Uh, we reported that the seed and pesticide maker revived talks with Germany's BASF to combine their farm chemical units. Of course, Bayer, which you may know as Bayer, also based in Germany. So, you know, we're talking about the German chemical industry taking a good look at Monsanto here. Uh, I'll point out, Monsanto rose 3.1% on the day. That said, stock closed at $104.22, and Bayer is offering $125. It's a long way. From here to there. And I'll just tell you about BlackRock down about a half a percent today. The company reports second quarter results. Earnings per share, besting estimates by a penny, $4.78 versus estimates of $4.77. Uh, assets under management in the second quarter, about $4.89 trillion. Estimate was for 4.86. And once again, shares of BlackRock, though, down about a half a percent. All right, let me tell you about the VIX. It is time, of course, for the Volatility Index Report, brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. The VIX uh, lower once again today. Uh, the VIX uh, down about uh, one and three quarters of a percent, a drop of 020 settling at 12.85, the second consecutive move lower for the volatility index. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave! Who? Dave! Hey, Mr. Wilson! 
Hey, Mr. Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commerce. Go ahead. Tell us about FTD. Well, you know, the flower delivery company's on its third go-around as a publicly traded company in the past 20 years. Uh, they made an initial public offering of their online business in 1999, and then three years later, the entire company went public by merging with a website. FTD was then bought by Leonard Green and Partners, which took it public for the second time. After that, United Online acquired the company. It was spun off in November 2013 and has been public ever since. The ticker is, as you might expect, FTD. Company shares peaked right after the spinoff and fell to a record low in February. While the stock later rebounded, the recovery was set back today after Craig Hallam cut its rating to hold from buy. Analyst Alex Fuhrman cited the potential effects of the U.K.'s vote to leave the European Union on the company. And the U.K. and Ireland account for about 15% of FTD's revenue. Now, data compiled by Bloomberg shows FTD hadn't had anything but buy ratings from analysts since September. Craig Hallam's break from the pack was enough to send FTD's shares falling by 3.2%. 3.2% FTD. All right, send those flowers. Thanks very much, Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commerce. Of course, you can follow Dave on Twitter at the one Dave. And send him an email at dwilson at bloomberg.net. Sign up for his daily free email newsletter. It will make you a smarter investor. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by New York Community Bank. Ask about their My Community Interest checking with free New York Community Banking online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit MyNYCB.com for details. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams-Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.